What's up, everybody? Yep, it's that time of the week again, bitch. It's time for another episode of Old School, New School Comedy Podcast. And I am your piece of shit host, Christy Miller. And yes, Friday was my birthday, so fuck all y'all. Uh, I'm 53 now, so now I can curse everybody out legally. I don't even know if 53 is a really good age for that. But whatever, I'm going with it. So <laughs> um, I got to uh, spend Friday night with this gentleman here. He runs uh, the Ugg Comedy Club. And he's based out of one and one down in the East Village, Thursday through Saturday, right? Yep, Thursday through Monday. Thursday, Monday. Ooh, we yeah, got yeah, extended. Yeah. I live for that. So yeah. Thursday through Monday, the UG Comedy Club down on one and one on First Avenue and First Street in the East Village, and he also has rooms in Brooklyn. So check him out, and you may have seen him on Crashing on HBO. And he also has his PNF series on YouTube. PN and Friends. PN, oh, PN and Friends. Friends. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm a mess. So. PF Flyers and, and Gang, you know, it was a sneaker company from the sure. 1940s. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I think I still have a pair. And Anyway, I'd like to introduce to you my buddy, Todd Monacy. Thank you, Chrissy. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. It's so... Spent, yeah, finally. <laughs> finally, I'm getting up at the comic strip. By your podcast, but that still counts. <laughs> Kidding. I've performed here. I've performed here. I've performed here bigly, but not recently. Why, Sleepy Joe? Hello. Oh, by the way, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna quit stand up and be a professional black Trump impersonator. That's that's where the money's at. So, yeah, this is my debut. You, this, <laughs> you've seen my debut. <laughs> black Trump, the biggest oxymoron on the planet. Blub. Yeah, so you're not going to rent to yourself? I'm a pig. <laughs> I went to my white side piece, my white side piece, <laughs> Melania. God, that AI robot. <laughs> right, right. So, so, somebody check the back for that double A battery. Yeah, yeah. Be best. <laughs> right. How's it going with you, Chrissy? I'm great. You know, it's mm -hmm. uh, a new, my new year, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, and this is it. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. are you, so you're a Virgo, right? Yes. Do you follow these astrology or are you just like, I don't do that shit? Like, no, I, I love astrology because I, I follow astrology only for the planet placements. Mm -hmm. Because when planets are fucked up, the whole world gets fucked up. Right, right. It's not because of your cycle or being a woman and like, of uh, nature and whatever. Why you call me an emotional bitch? No, I'm not. I love it. That was kind of scary. That was very emotionally bitchy right there for a second. I was like, uh-oh. Oh, SpaghettiO. Oh, sorry, I'm very loud. I am black, so in oh, case you don't racist. see this. <laughs> Let's just do this. Now talk. Okay, one, two, one, two. Perfect. All right. <laughs> now watch me talk like Michael Jackson. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yeah, I hope you hear me. Um, So I love your stand-up because it's just different, and you're not like the – the thing I love is like I was just telling someone it's like you know another comic I was like you know he's not like a typical black comic or white people do this and black people do this and then this is ridiculous like you're so smart and you have a totally different point of view when it comes to stand up 
and I love it. It's so fresh. It's so refreshing whether you're black or white. Whether he's black or white. So you're saying to add more eating pussy material. That's what you're saying, right? If you want to play the black clubs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. It just doesn't come up. I don't know. Maybe, you know, it's got to be like, y'all eat pussy. Y'all eat that boo-boo. I, I got to make a new like phrase for pussy that's like mine trademark it yeah and then like make t-shirts make that cashola you know what i'm saying that's your merch yeah yeah the new word for poontang yeah poodity no that sounds oh, like no that sounds like puberty yeah it sounds like mike tyson saying puberty yeah puberty yeah or mike tyson saying you know p diddy poobity <laughs> great so um well, you're, you're great, too. I really appreciate you for doing our shows and all that stuff. Oh, I love doing your shows because mm -hmm. it's like I like to make fun of the dipshits that are there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of <laughs> it's funny. It's kind of like a frat bar. It's a sports bar, so there's like a lot of like frat young like post-college people, like 23, 24, yeah. you know, and they don't know comedy yet. So, it's, so it could go either way where it's like really great crowds or it's like, Hey man, uh, you offended me because uh, you know societal. Uh, but that's you know, yeah, that's once in a while. But it's really fun I've, show. I've played your room when it was packed, and it is fire, mm -hmm. and it's so much fun. But it's so funny when you get those group of kids that have only watched stand up through TikTok, right? And they don't understand what live comedy is, right? So they like start recording you while you're performing. Yeah, some comics don't like that. Me, I'm like, go ahead. Record me, post me on TikTok, spread the word and gospel yeah. of me. I'm I love them. I'm like, you want to record me? I'm doing something right that you want to get this on tape and put me viral, and then it right. never works. Right, it's, right, right, I'm, right. Because you're not being, you're not being like, uh, if it was something that made you look bad or embarrassing, then the algorithm's going to be like, all right, let's send that out there to everybody. Let's make that person look bad. Let's cancel that person. But if it's something where it's like, oh, wow, I'm doing great, and I'm being enlightening, <laughs> it's a new word and it stays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm being enlightening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's that's the black part of me where it's like, oh, look, he's so colorful. <laughs> the English language. I'm just being enlightening, <laughs> y'all. Word, word. Yeah, uh, you took my word. I was gonna say word, but yeah, <laughs> you're more blacker than me right now. Dang I, it, I'm more blacker than most comics. Mm -hmm. You'll find out that. Mm -hmm. You know, that was all my years with moaning. So. Really brought out, you know, Black Like... I was going to call my first album when I was with him Black Like Me. Mm -hmm. I thought that would have been hilarious. I could see Mooney. Did Mooney, like, sit you down one time and went, all right, Chrissy, let me tell y'all something. Yay, Black, honey. And then just give you, like, a two-hour, like... No, gun. he loved it. He goes, oh, homie, you are... Oh, oh, homie. Like, you are too... Bl I love it. I love every Negro minute of it. You know, <laughs> I can't say that word. I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> But um, but it was so funny because he would go up, like I would feature for him, and then he would go on stage after me, and he goes, so what'd you think of the white lady? Yeah. And they'd applaud because I'd kill it because his rooms were fire. Like his crowds are like dice crowds because yeah. they're just extreme hardcore fans. Like Mooney fans are hardcore Mooney, and dice fans are hardcore dice. So it's the same ideology, just one extreme black or one extreme white. Who cares? But it's the same. I, it translates well in both rooms. And the funny part was he'd be like, like um, one of my favorite times. There was uh, he uh, 
Remember when Nicole Richie drove backwards on the 134 freeway and got arrested? Yeah, like 2000 ish. Yeah, something? around two, yeah, the, the like the about the mid 2000s, like 05, 06, 07, somewhere in there. I forget what year, but it was around that time, the peak of Paris in uh, yeah, their, their show or something. Exactly. So um, Nicole Richie gets popped for driving backwards drunk on the four on the 134 freeway, and it was hilarious. So. He went up on stage and he goes, uh, so what do you think of Christy, the white girl? Uh, he goes, uh, and they applauded. And he goes, Lionel has his daughter. I have mine. And they lost it. He goes, don't catch her on the 134 tonight, darling. And it was so funny because it was so poignant. I'm like, you are such an ass. Because he was like my father. Right, right. But, How long um, have you known him for? Since I my first week in stand-up in 95. And yeah. how'd you meet him? At the comedy oh. store when I was working there. Oh, you, were you like a waitress? Or? I was a waitress. To, I was a waitress to do open mics and start stand up. That was my thing. Smart. Yeah. So smart. I got in. So Maddie um, smart. And that was back when waitresses weren't allowed to be anywhere near the stage or talk to comics when Mitzi was. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, it was back in the day. I broke those barriers, but they didn't put that in the comedy store. <laughs> why would they in the book? Right. Why would they put me in? Anyway, <laughs> not bitter. Party of one. <laughs> But, you know, he loved it. And he'd be like, you know, like he was, or he'd look at the audience and goes, look at the, look at the black people. He'd be like, oh, look at her. They looked at Christy and like, oh, she knows. Like, like I know their secrets. Like I know the whole culture. It's so funny. But he, he, he loved it. He loved, he encouraged it. He pulled that out of me. Like growing up in the Bay Area and stuff. He really pulled that out. That's amazing. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, I, wow. That's 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 great that you had that. Like, I'm, did you meet like Richard Pryor as well? Oh, I met Richard Pryor. I would go to his house with Mooney. You know, Mooney. You know, like we'd go to Richard's house to visit him when he was too sick to come to the comedy store anymore because he was doing three nights a week when I started there. So I got to meet him then, and it was like, oh my god, I'm here's Richard Pryor. Like, oh my god, I'm dying. Right. So. But then as he got sicker, the the shows got fewer and far between, and then it just got canceled altogether. And then Mooney would be like, come on, homie, we're going to see Richard. We're going to go visit him. So we'd go there and talk shit and make him, I would make him laugh. And I'm just sitting here going, somebody pinch me. I'm in Richard's in bed because he was very sick, mm -hmm. and he had one of those big giant console TVs. And he would watch Mannix all day. Like, he loved it. And Mooney would sit in the rocking chair in the room, and I'd lie on the bed with Richard and I'm like, oh, Richard, look at you, fucked up and still getting white pussy in your bed. We'd die. We'd roast him. Uh, we would talk so much shit. And just the three of us having fun. And I'm sitting there going, pinch me. I'm with Paul Mooney and Richard Pryor right now. Like, who am I? Like, it was like so surreal those years. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of good stories that you don't know. Mm -hmm. I'll have to tell you some. I have to write a book. What about the stories that no one knows? Like, uh, you know, you can't tell like, oh, man, yeah, I had to bury that body. Yep, you know, there's a lot of body. Yeah, I know a lot of things that are. Yeah, we can't talk about. Yeah, it's always it's always with comedians. It's always like there's always like oh, there's the great stories, and there's like oh yeah, that that one time. Yeah, <laughs> that one fucked up time. Oh yeah, well, comedy is the one industry that's completely not regulated, and you work alone. Like it's whatever regulations you have. Right, right. Versus what you have or what that next guy has. Like it's so. And we're fucked up. We're just sad clowns. We just want outside adoration to fill the empty hole in our soul. Mm -hmm. So what about like uh, comedy today, right? So I started around uh, 98, actually. 98, right, okay. Late 98. And uh, I feel like a lot of people who start out ask me like, oh, so wh how was it different back then? It was. It must be been a great time. See, to me, like the comedy boom ended around like 1989, 
when yeah. everyone got their TV shows. Right. And then after that, it was it was basically over by 1989. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, it, yep. if you got in, it was just like, it. nothing's really changed. Right. For like, not, now, now decades. Now decades. Like, someone started now, there's really no difference than someone starting like 99. Because yeah. it's the same thing. Just like, oversaturated mics, bringer shows. Yeah. And you have to kind of think outside the box to like, have a career for yourself, you know? Yeah, and, and, I, I, and I've, I've had this conversation many a times, like with uh, the mid-90s, it was the comedy drop. Mm. It was like people weren't going to clubs. The internet had just been invented, mm. so people were staying home more. There was a writer's strike in 2000, and then there was like, but people didn't go out much, and comedy had just tanked. So like we would have to go to the hotels around on Sunset Boulevard. We'd pass out flyers out by the Whiskey A Go Go after shows, or we'd put flyers in windshields, laundromats, do laundromats, laundromats, yeah, yeah putting yeah. flyers up on poles everywhere we could. We'd take the comedy store tickets, like Mitzi had laminated tickets, like mm -hmm. two for one, and we'd take stacks of them to all the hotels and give them to the concierge. Say, hey, give these to your patrons, and it's free tickets. So, and they just have to do the two drink minimum. So that was just the way how we would get people in somehow, because there was times. When it'd be eight o'clock show, it wouldn't start till like nine thirty, quarter to ten, because there was no audience, and it was insane, and it was just like such a dark day. So we had to get creative back then, and we didn't have the internet. Right, right. right. We didn't have you know TikTok videos to get us out there. We yeah. hustled, and you had to be good to get booked. You blow remember? jobs for blow jobs. We'll give you a blow job if you come to our show. Finger your corn shoot if you sit in the front row, fucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, we got the laundromat shows. Oh my God, the strip club shows, the coffee shops, all the weird spots that we would do shows. It, yeah, I think the difference now is weird is that uh, I feel like it's become a celebrity culture now. So right, even clubs now, like the cellar, the cellar, like when I started, wasn't yep. like the main big club it is today. Mm -hmm. Now, now, ever since Louis C.K. did that big show, show, yep. Then it became like, oh, this is the rock and roll club, yeah. and they they sailed with that. They took yep. that opportunity, took that, that and ran. Yeah, 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 yeah. Louis saved the cellar. Oh yeah, that's why they don't. They didn't ban him. They knew. They oh knew. yeah, they would put uh uh little like uh you know little things. What, what's it called? It's the word. I'm retarded. A uh, little uh, uh, disclaimers. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you know, if there's anything that offends you, just let us know. Like, are you kidding? Right. People are gonna pretend they're offended, get all their money back, and right. still see Louis C.K. Right, right, right. Yeah, like he got canceled, and then a year later, he headlined like the uh, Madison Square Garden with yeah. I'm "Sorry, the I'm Sorry" yeah. tour. That was a great tour, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that was but, a great tour. <laughs> but you know what? Please cancel me. Yeah. Okay. Say something. Yeah, yeah. We'll go on the road yeah, together yeah. as the canceled duo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did all the bad things. I did all the bad things. All the all bad, bad things. things. They call him the Black Trump. Let's all let's <laughs> leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. I did everything right, and they indicted me. <laughs> Collusion. <laughs> Retribution. <laughs> Book me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is on the worst comedy tour. His rallies are like shitty bringer shows. Yeah. You know that? But they love him because he's a celebrity. He mastered the, he mastered that it doesn't it doesn't even matter anymore. As yep. long as you're famous and you don't you don't give a fuck, you you, you win. Yeah, that's it. You it's, win. Yeah, we're at the end of we're at the end of Western civilization. Yeah. Right? Nothing matters. It's all fucking it's AI's got AI's waiting for us to just like eat ourselves and go, all right now we'll, take over. now we'll make these monkeys over there like smart yeah. so they can do our bidding. why do we need these humans they're fucking dramatic and way yeah ai sitting on sitting in the dugout going put me in coach right 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 right, right. 
Honestly, I like AI more than people now. That's hello. Yeah. 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 Well, tell you do those AI shows, right? Those AI roast battles. Tell us about that. Yeah. So uh, I have a thing called Comedy Bites uh, with uh, with a collective. Of, we're a collective of comedians. Uh, Doyle Brand, Aaron Michael Staples, uh, Harmon Leon, and Brian Stollery, where we, uh, you know, comedians like you messing with AI and making funny sh shit out of them. You know what I'm saying? So we have like the first uh, AI versus humans comedy roast battle, the first anomaly, and it's hilarious. And we should have you and I would love to yeah. do that. Because you're, you're a shit talker. So. Oh, and I want a robot to cuss me out. That yeah. is like a dream. So, Melania, if you can hear us, gonna... oh my God. We got... Hey, oh, that... see, that's a call. <laughs> yeah, but I just want to pound and just like write a journal and then put it online and then get like TikTok viral. Can I just do that? Hi. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. That's, Hello. That's what these kids are doing now. It's like, yeah. Yeah, no one wants to work. And you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe working is a waste of time. I'm like getting burnt out. I've got like 20 shows. I'm editing a web series that I have. Like, I'm doing this and that. I'm filmmaking. I'm, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just like quit and just like. You know. Yeah, just do yeah. videos of you from the neck up talking, and that's going to go viral. Like, right, right. I don't want to see anybody. Like, I, I content doesn't matter. Like when I put my album out, brutally yours on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you buy your music. You know, when I put it out, the first clip I put out was about the Roe versus Wade and about women my age mm -hmm. still thinking they can have babies, mm -hmm. and it's you know about the kid, right? I thought for sure people were going to get mad. How dare she say that? We could have baby and all this shit. No, this is the realest shit I ever saw. How come I've never heard of you? You're hilarious. And all these accolades. It only made like 5,000 views. Did they tell their friends? Like, that's the thing. People don't understand that spread the word. That's yeah. how people got yeah, well, that's how bands got popular. Back that's how everything goes viral. You right. spread the word. Right, right. Like, oh, hey, have you heard of this band called Nirvana? Dude, here's a tape. Yeah, check it out. Tell your friend. Let's let's all go to your next concert. Like, yeah, I don't do that anymore because they want everything premasticated and chewed for them, and they don't want to look bad. Like, oh, I'm the fan of somebody that has like less than five thousand views. It's I'm like, not. Yeah, I'm not gonna let people know. Right. I'm ashamed. Right. Don't you want more from that person? Like, why would you not let people know that? Well, people, are, it's, it's like that whole thing, like people are, like remember in the days when we were coming up, like mm -hmm. development deal, all the kids that were, got in these development deal positions, you know, all these agents and stuff, and they were too scared to take a chance right. on something different or great or like the next big thing they would hold back because they were too afraid to look stupid mm -hmm. if it went bad. And it's like, dude, that's how you take chances, right. man. And and they would hold back until somebody else wanted to play with it. Like, oh no, we saw it first. Right. And it's like, come on, just fucking be, you know, just take a chance, people. Right. Right. Hire us. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's just so like, whatever. You know, I, I I I've given up on hope and humanity. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. This is my last <laughs> podcast. My last podcast. Take a long, good long look at him now because he's disappearing off the face of the earth after this. Walking towards the sunset like <laughs> Sleepy Joe. Like Sleepy Joe walking to the sunset. Where is he going? I don't know. He's sleepy. You know what? He's sleepy and he's still getting more shit done than Trump being awake and yelling at everybody. Right. You know, like. <laughs> by, by the way, is it? <laughs> by the way, the fact that like you're, you're, you're in your peak of your lives, right? Right. Even And that's still, we still have like 80 year old dudes in power but you or like not even said you know have any sense because you have to understand that's the mentality of this country 
that's what this that's what's instilled. That's why all those never take chances. And yeah. they're too afraid of change, and they're too afraid of they're too afraid of getting old and feeling like they're not part of the cool kids club anymore. So they feel like if they retain an office, you know, then you know, then I'm hanging on. Like sometimes, you know, some old people are really cool. Mm-hmm. Like that got it. Like they have their shit together. They're funny as fuck and they get it. And there's some that are like, dang, you know, then I don't think it's an age thing. Like I hate ageism. This country is so deeply rooted in ageism before sexism and, and racism. I'm telling you, you can't get old in this country. They don't revere our elderly. Our, our old people are left to die with no Medicare, no nothing. They don't want to pay you. That's yeah. Cause you get older you have more skills and it's like well you know well, what? like fuck you so oh, yeah. ageism is such a a crazy catch in this country and it's like i deal with it in stand-up mm-hmm. you know i've had clubs tell me you're too old to play this club even though i just murdered the audience yeah, yeah. and i'm like I- i'm too old like go fuck yourself mm-hmm. yeah I'll be right back <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it's that whole thing so um I know that's that I'm saying it. Well, I'm not saying, but I had to, I stopped drinking because I was like, well, a I needed money to like edit my projects. I'm but proud also, of you. Hmm? I'm proud of you. Oh please. <laughs> now sometimes I'm just like, oh man, I'd really like to get wasted like everyone else, so I could just not think. Because you get that hyper like, right? When you're you're not like high when you're like talking to someone who's totally straight edge. So. Dude, yeah, dude, you're it's just like it's too much stupidity, like. When I, I I like I I the only time I drank was like oh let me go hang out like uh, after a show I never drink at home myself like right. I'm not, like right but you know you you decompress with like you know the idiots you know yeah. you just sit down like all right yeah you want to talk about some dumb you you yeah, sure <laughs> now it's just like unfiltered reality with like all the idiocy and you're just like uh-huh. can't you just not do that yeah and you're like nah, I'm, I'm just gonna do that yeah you're just like. Because I feel like it. Maybe, yeah. 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 Just, yeah. And that's her excuse why I felt like it. Like, right. Wow. What a platform to stand on. Right. What a belief system. Because right. I felt like, yeah. I just, that's why I don't talk to people. Right. That's why when I do my shows, I leave. See, maybe you should drink and then you'll start talking to people. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I lift weights. That's my drug of choice. I'm addicted to the iron. I have. I have the to, bodies have... hit the floor. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I have to lift weights or I will murder people. Mm-hmm. And I will set somebody on fire if I can't lift weights. Yeah, I mean, uh, man, I was doing that. Like, uh, I was working out, but then uh, I got jumped and hit by a truck. What? Yeah, yeah. This was like when I, this was like 2000 something, 2003 or four. Because I was like working, I was like, doing my stand up, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to, I, I had like a subscription to the city. Which was like a seventy-five dollar. So the city has city gyms, right? Right. And you could basically use them like the Parks and Rec. Okay. Uh-huh. And back then it was like seventy-five dollars a year. You could. Wow. Problem was all the weights were like old as shit. Uh-huh. So it was all like rusty, and you yeah. time you used the weight, your hands were green. Yeah. Because of the rust, you know. Yeah. But like, yeah, I was doing that. I was going to Brooklyn College. I was doing that. I had like a like a uh, subscription over there to use their gyms. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, yeah, I'm doing great, man. Healthiest ever. And then, like, I was coming back home from work, and then it was, like, during the knockout game era. Oh, you know, what she just, yeah, like, yeah, I know. And this little pussy shit kid was, like, his, his friends were, like, kind of goading him on to try to hit me. Uh-huh. I mean, I was, like, I was, I was, like, right. So he did this little tap on me, not even a punch, and I was, right. like, what the fuck? And they all tried to crowd on me, 
and I took out my box cutter because I was right. for work. And good, it's like, hey, but do not, uh, not today, because I had like a, I had punched in the face earlier that month, hard. Jesus. Another kid, right? Well, you know, the hood. Right? Yeah. So, but the problem was there was like a Mexican standoff because it was just like, okay, he's got a box cutter, and then there's five people. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was like, all right, stay where you are. I got off the side. Uh huh. Truck hit me, and that's when I realized that a either there's no God or there is a God, and He really hates me. <laughs> so I don't know which is better or worse. But uh, yeah, yeah. But I didn't break anything. I just was wow. like incapacitated for like a month or so, and uh, yeah, like yeah, you know, I could have lost a leg. So well, maybe because you were working out that you were stronger and able right. to take a blow from a truck. Right, right. I was in I, I was in my Incredible Hulk era, as what as the kids would say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like that stupid phrase when kids go, "I'm in my blank, blank, blank era." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what the kid. Yeah, I'm in my go fuck yourself era. That's where I'm at. Fifty three. Go fuck yourself era. Right, I feel like all these kids now today are just like what 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 are those books like the where like you fill in the words with the what what do you call them? Not blues clues, but like I just remember choose your own adventure book. Right, right, right. That's that's the thing. It's like they they talk in choose your own adventures. Yeah, they they're just idiots. Like, and I was thinking back, and I was talking to my buddy Eric Marino, and I was like, "Were we that dumb?" And he goes, "Yeah, mm-hmm. we were." And I'm like, and then I look back, I'm like, "Yeah, we were kind of stupid." And that, but that's how kids have to learn. And the good thing about us, us Gen Xers, is that we didn't have the internet. We weren't spoiled rotten with technology. We had to literally go out and make, like, play kick the can. You know, remember that game? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, smear the queer. Remember that game? No, because I'm a millennial, okay? You're on the Fucking asshole. Get out. Old millennial. I was born in the fun. <laughs> the birth of Frogger, that game that you played. That I played when it was brand new. Yeah. I was born in 1970, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're in 81? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Fuck this guy. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's it's like we didn't, they ha- we learned by falling down and skinning our knees. Right, you know, right. We learned by touching the hot stove. Why can't I touch it? Well, I'm, what did I do? I'm a little retarded. Just ignore me. I'm technology the challenge. Um, but my mom, you know, like, I, why can't I touch the stove? All right, give me your hand. Right, right. All right. That's why. Right. Oh, okay. Right. right. And yeah. these kids don't know. They've been in bubble wrap their oh, whole wait. lives, and now they're outside. Yeah. Let them all fall and get hit by a bus. You know, that's what I want to happen. You know, that reminds me. I think I have, like, a, a scar still from, like, when I was, like, a five-year-old child because I was, uh-huh. like, hmm. Let me see. Does this hurt? That <laughs> thing. Yep. And I was like, wow. And then it's like, a, and then it was like a little birthmark for not a birthmark, but it was like a, a scar mark. Yeah, yeah. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. You had to go. You had to do that back then. Now yeah. kids are just like, no. Here's a nanny. Yeah. Protect them forever. Here, wrap the kid in bubble wrap and send them off to school in a in an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't that be great to have parents? Jeez. Right. Remember those days. Right. <laughs> the minute, yeah, 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 yeah. Second, I was raised by my grandparents, so oh, I had grandparents, great, well, grandmother and grand and grandparents. They don't want to raise grandkids, okay? Because they're like they're retired, and it's like I, I already did this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, great. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> oh, this motherfucker! <laughs> like, damn. 
but do what you want. I don't care yeah. anymore. Just kill yourself. Just be home by eight. Exactly. <laughs> I've got spare grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> With parents. Yeah. <laughs> that go home at night. Exactly. Oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, so you started in 98, mm-hmm. right in the heyday of the, when the Bringer shows were invented mm-hmm. and all that shit. So how, like, did you... Like with the clubs here, because you grew up here and I was in L.A., um, how well, how did you navigate the clubs back then, even though it was in that weird transitional time frame of bringers and shit clubs and shit audiences? And Well, I, I, I mean, like, I started when I was 17. I was still in high school and I, I didn't know where to begin. Right. Right. So I, I think I started by calling up comedy clubs uh-huh. and I was just like, hey, so uh, how do you get up and do comedy in your, you know, because I'm interested. And it, and then I think I talked to a kid. And he were like, one of well, one of the clubs was like, oh yeah, sure, we'll let you go on. Yeah, bring your friends. But I was like, yeah, I'm in high school. I don't have friends. I'm like a, you know, I'm like a nerd. Or you know, I don't have. If I had friends, I wouldn't want to do comedy. Yeah. Right. They're like, oh, all right, uh, maybe do open mics. And I was like, oh, what's an open mic? And he's like, oh, get a get a timeout in New York, and you'll see. And right. So then I I found all these mics. And I went to uh, Gladys's open mic. Nice. Which was in uh, uh, Times Square mm-hmm. back then. They had like a Tuesday open mic. And it was like a five o'clock mic or something. Yes, she's still doing it at 530. <laughs> Gladys Simon, for those of you who don't know, she's a legend in the New York comedy scene of developing young talent. And she has been at the comic strip for like 30 years. And she's here every Thursday night at 530. And then she does her pro show. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I love Gladys. Gladys and I have the same birthday. Oh, wow. Was yeah. that? Well, oh. September 15th. Yeah. Oh, wow. But She's five years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, uh, then I started doing that, and then you, you start talking to other comedians. Right. And then apparently there was, like, the New York Comedy Club open mic. Right. Which was, like, later at seven. Right. Mm. So, you're like, oh, okay. So controversial. Yeah, exactly. And then I met uh, a, a kid that was doing a mic there. Guy's name was Steve Y. Who was like a weird, like, I, I, I he's a weird. Well, kid. his last name says it all. Why? <laughs> yeah, he definitely was that type of vibe. He was like a, he was definitely, he was like the the type of kid that would go to like the alternative mics, right? But he was passing out like a flyer with all the mics in New York City. Oh, wow. so I was like, oh, cool, surf reality. Uh, oh, there was also, um, you know, Brody Stevens. Remember him? I met, I miss Brody every day. He was, that was my dude. He had uh, eating it at Eureka Joe's. Yep. So, <laughs> it's an industry showcase. You got it. You got it. You got it. Who's going to get in? We got slots here. Sorry, Judah Freelander headlining. Maybe one or two of you losers could get on, but you got to show up. You got you to put your name on the bucket, and we'll see. <laughs> but you got to know, I, commie's not easy. All right, I'm Brody Stevens. I'm easy, all right? I'm an athlete. This comes natural to me, all right? I'm a model in Pakistan, all right? I get B.O. in the shower. (laughs) Oh, I miss him. My mother hated me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, doing that, that's when I really saw, like, oh, this is like the... The kooky, uh, you know, yeah. like the, yeah. The wackadoos. Yeah, yeah. So then I started doing more of that stuff. And, uh, you know, again, you start developing your own uh, brand of humor. I did have like a, uh, I did do the, uh, the, what do you call that? The Harlem 
Apollo sat. Uh, Apollo, the Apollo audition. Oh, okay. So I said, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. So I said to myself, all right, let me try. Let me just do that, right? And then I could do all these mics, and I have like a goal. Sure. If I do all right, then maybe I'll continue. If I don't, yeah. So I did that, bombed my ass off horribly. (laughs) I had a trench coat on, like a like a Columbine kid with my hat backwards, and I was a chubby kid. And then after that, I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. And I was just going to mics and I was just like, I'm going to do mean shit. I'm going to go. <laughs> and I was doing rape jokes. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I was like a menace, you know? Like I would be can't, I would either be canceled if that kid was around now, or I'd be like the next big, like school shooter comedian that's yeah. like, you know, oh no, he's, he's 17. He's doing rape jokes. <laughs> See, I just blame it on the Apollo. Exactly. Think pieces, think pieces, black rage in the 21st century. Trump comes out, I don't like this. I got this Todd Modesty. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. No, you're Trump Modesty. Yeah, Trump Modesty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like a horrible rapper that's like totally successful. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Bad. Yeah, and he's on TikTok. Yeah, and I, I, I have my own like comedy show on like BET, like Trump Modesty's Hour, yo, 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 Bigly, <laughs> yo, she Bigly, all right, Chrissy Miller, yo, that ass be Bigly as fuck, yo. We <laughs> <laughs> <Let me> catch. <laughs> Just imagine doing that every day of your life. Oh, I'm all day, all night. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. People tell yelling. Calling you back. <laughs> and then the wrist gets slit and it's over. <laughs> and then Nirvana. There you go. That's a callback. That's it. Yep. So, Crashing. Mm-hmm. HBO's Crashing. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that. Okay. So, uh, what do you call that? Pete Holmes yeah. uh, got me on it because when he started doing stand-up in New York from Chicago, mm-hmm. I was one of the first people that gave him spots. Right. I was like, a, yeah, because, all right, so here's another thing. So I think we skipped it, the story. Okay. So I basically started producing my own shows because, A, I'm an asshole New Yorker, and, B, I was just like, I can't bring people. Let me just, like. Do your own. Yeah, yeah. I saw Smart. people were doing, like, laundromat shows, and I was yeah. like, okay, I could maybe try it at a bar instead of a laundromat. Yeah. Well, that's kooky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was. Do it's, exactly. a two, it's a two-fabric softener minimum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so long story short, uh, I had him. So, uh, like, I, I, I started shows at the Grizzly Pair. I, I produce. I, I, right. I, I, I started that room when it was like the Village Ma. And long story short, it got taken from me from this comedian. I don't know if he does it anymore. Who was like this horrible dude? And he named names. Uh, do you remember Sal Froyo? No. No. I don't know if he's still around anymore. Obviously, he's not because no one knows who he is. He used to get up at the cellar. He used to run to open mic over there because he was dating Lynn Coblitz. Yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was trying to double dip because he was trying to do a. He tried to start his own stand up show at mm-hmm. uh, Comedy Club at the Tribeca ah. uh, Lounge, wherever, in, right. wherever that is. Yeah, but he that failed. And then I was, he lives in Greenwich Village, so he was, so he was hanging out at the the, our, the shows we were producing at, and like, I gave him a spot, and he started hanging out and stuff, we be friends, but then like, he started talking with the owner about producing his own comedy club, bringing it over there, and that's when like, issues happened, and then the whole, 
Right. It's my fault that uh, the West Village is oversaturated with comedy, guys. There you go. Flame Tana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like. Uh, I actually had to sit down with Ava, who's the mother of Noam. Right. Right. Yes. Because like of that situation, and I was gonna be the Noam is the owner of the comedy cellar. Right. And Ava's the mother. Yes. Right. Yes. And like I was actually gonna be. I was gifted the mic to the cellar mm-hmm. to host it. Which, right. I want to get up and do spots. I I wanted to dish. I didn't want to like like. But I you know as a kid. Yeah. Right. But. Uh, I only lasted one week because uh, Eric Hansen, who's uh, like a yeah. whatever what he is, agent manager guy, he, uh, you know, uh, collusion. He, <laughs> he maneuvered to get his client uh, to host it. So, yeah. And I, honestly, I just, I wanted to, like, actually get an audition. I wanted, like, actual spots to, yeah. to mm-hmm. host a mic. Well, now, 42-year-old Todd would be like, oh, I'd host a mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a yes man. God, I wish I was a fucking smarter yes man instead of growing up with assholes. I think that's what we do in our 20s, honey. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's We were assholes. We were all fucking assholes. I wasn't even an asshole. It's just that I was, like, strong-willed. Yeah, because... but when I say asshole, it kind of encompasses all right. of that. All of our right. stubbornness, all of our dumbness, right. all of our... I'm, I'm better than that guy and right, all right. that bullshit. You know, it's not just being mean. It's just about being in your own way. Right. You're yeah. an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, too, like, you never, you, you, who would have thought about business and comedy when you're like 22? You don't, because yeah. you're a kid and you're yeah. not supposed to. So, right, right. Because I just want to get better as a stand up. I was yeah. like, that's what I thought. I thought. Yeah, because oh. you were a comic. Right. Yeah. But now you're just like, dude, don't even be funny. Just be on TV. Okay. Just be famous. Okay. And then everything else will come after. Right. Hello. Yeah. So now lead that to Pete Holmes and crashing. Okay. So, okay. So uh, I was giving him spots, mm-hmm. but uh, he, I remember he stopped doing my show because he was working with Dustin Chafin, who I had beef with. Mm-hmm. And basically he uh, That's took a his, very common uh, yeah, beef. He was a, he's, he, at least he, to me, he was a horrible person. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you're. No. Yeah, he's he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I think he left to L.A. or something. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I think it's either L.A. or Texas. I think he's in L.A. I don't. I mean, I wasn't friends with him. He was never nice to me, so I just ignored him because he he didn't have anything to use you with or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I have nothing that you want, so you're not gonna be nice to me. Okay, bye. Hey, listen, I'm a cowboy. Okay, no, uh, oh, girl. Uh, I'd like to see you get on a fucking horse, punk rock cow. Anyway, so he, girl, yes. <laughs> so he took. His side because he had more stage time. Of course, even though I had stage time, he had more. You know, because sure. like yeah, and uh, I think that Pete probably gave me like I got a call out of the blue about doing it uh-huh. to host a mic on like the Grizzly Pair. Sure. For and to, to introduce him, I think that was part of it. I think that was his way of you know a- apologizing prom- or paying you back for all the support you gave him when nobody loved him. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Mm-hmm. I just wish they kept me on the show like more than one. Episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually even wrote like an outline, like pitched an outline episode for him too. I was like, hey, you know, when I this was before Chat GPT, where he actually had to write down the perfect, right, yeah, fucking diplomatic note and all yeah. that stuff. And uh, yeah, it was a good idea for an episode. It was like uh, basically, so I well, so I'd worked the the lantern. We I had the lantern right. for a minute. Right? Okay, okay. The Village Lantern, which is now something else. The Comedy Shop. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it good? Have you done it? Yeah, I've done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the glory days, it was like a downstairs. I loved the Lantern. It was underground, cool. It was dark, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a good like West Village room, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, one time I I brought it was a snowstorm, like a bad snowstorm, but I I was still in the area, mm-hmm. and I was the only Barker for my own room, and I I packed the room, but there was no comics, so I was like running to and fro, like trying to find comics to do the show. Like I was like going to like the cell, like hey hey Jim, if you want to do my show, pack yeah yeah I need comics. And people and that, and those clubs were empty, and they're like yeah okay kid. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, seriously. I, I think Jim Norton did do that show. I wouldn't, I, I would not be surprised that he did. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he would do it. Yeah, yeah, because there was like, because the other ones were closed. It was like, yeah. there, was no, there was no one to sell. This was pre Louis C.K., pre like huge, yeah. you know, attend, you know, rock yeah. star level. Yep. And like, yeah, it, it was just hilarious that like I, we pulled it off. We had a show and. I wrote like a little outline for it. Right. I, he did that's a funny idea though that he could have done and he right. didn't do it. So he did like a he did they did a like a, a minor version of it where like they had Artie Lang, but Artie Lang was missing. Mm-hmm. So they were running around to find a comic uh that, uh that looked like him. To fit to fit, yeah. Fit the bill. Charity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, for the charity. All right. To like, oh well we, we can't find Artie Lang, let's go out. Yeah. But yeah. you know. All right. Okay. Well, um, I love that you were on the show. I love you so much for being here. And you're one of my favorite comics. You have to check out Todd Monacy. He's so brilliant. Thank you. Um, I love to wrap up the show with these two questions mm-hmm. because it's it's they're fun. I already forgot the questions, so I didn't like do perfect. Work. Okay, so, yeah, great. So you like, very fun. candid, very candid. <laughs> okay. Candidly. So first question, and everybody has these bits. Is there a comic that wrote a bit? That you went, God damn, that is brilliant. I wish I had written that. And what bit is it? Uh, I'd probably say uh, Chris Rock's like uh, black people versus uh, niggas. Oh, that's yeah. a brilliant. Yeah, that's great. That, that's a brilliant yeah. bit. Yes. Even as even before I did stand up when I was a kid, I was just like, man, I wish I thought that's a great. That, like, yeah. It's, it's so obvious. Right, right. It's right in front of your face and we look around it. But you can't say it. Like not not everyone can say it, you know. Right. It's one of those things like you can't, you're not supposed to say out loud, yeah. you know. And I kind of miss that in comedy, and I still try to. Oh, I still do it. Yeah, no me. Yeah, yeah no me. I just don't. I, I'm. I had a. I did a gig out in uh, Valley Stream. I had Kenny Warren open for me, and it was a it was a black room. You know, those are my favorite. And uh, this 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 old guy, but he's a new Jack in the game. He's like, "Yo, man, you're so funny, bitch, and you are old school." You do comedy old school. And I said, yeah, like funny. <laughs> and we laughed. I go, yeah, it's I am very old school. Right. But yeah, it's those were the days. And I still maintain that because I want to keep that, preserve that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I fucking like the shock. Yeah. That, that shock value where it's like, oh, I'm out of my the bullshit haze of reality. This is real. Yeah. You know? My comedy is a spa day for your brain because we there is so much crap outside and there's so much to deal with and life sucks and everything's hard and everything's due and everything's everything's just, so yeah. fake. Yeah, and it's like when you when I do jokes, it's just like take a break, let your brain shut off and hear dumb shit for an hour, and then you can be laughing and refreshed, and then you can deal with life. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like but, that's just, that's just, that's a, the kind of the curse of being a comedian. It's like you're you've gone through so much shit. Yep. That you're just like, fuck it, I don't care anymore. Like that moment of enlightenment. Yeah. But it's almost like a curse because like all the fucking crazy then starts coming to you like a magnet. Yeah. And it's just- And I just ignore it. Yeah, I just don't care. I, I, I Dion Sanders the whole thing. That's my dude. Okay. Right. And last but not least, because I did open for Paul Mooney for 100 years, 
he would end his shows with street jokes, but he would mooneyize them, mm. which was brilliant. He would destroy. So, and us being comics too, and we're old school, sitting around the green room telling funny jokes. What is your go-to street joke that you like to tell? Oh my god, like street joke. When people go, "Hey, uh, tell me a joke." Yeah, which I hate. I yeah. actually made one. Oh, which okay, it's I, an OG one. Okay, I like this. I hate when people ask me that. Right. So, all right. Oh, uh, oh wait. Because now, because now I'm thinking of another street joke. Oh, okay. Just take it. Just do whatever street joke. What, or do what, both. What, why? What do you call a Jamaican conservative? What? A Rastafarites. Oh my god. I know. I know. That's. Yeah. There's also that joke. What's that? that that's that's a Todd Monsey original. That is it. Yes. Yeah. 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 It makes you think for a second. Like, yeah. Yeah. You can still make new street jokes. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I've proven it. Well, because life goes on. Yeah. And there's new things to make fun of, new stereotypes, new stupid shit. Yeah. Problem is, not a lot of yeah, a lot of comedians are from the streets, you know? Yo. No, they're not are. living that street life, you know, right? Street life. Also, I'm... Da, 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 da. Sorry. <laughs> so, okay, what's the other one you were going to do? Uh, there's that, that classic one I remember as a kid, right? Uh, right. There's like a, a white kid named Mike, what, Michael Mercado, like a white Puerto Rican kid. Okay. And he go like... Hey, how come uh, blacks are good at basketball? Huh, why? Because they're Negroes. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do more? Let's do a street joke. <laughs> right? I love street jokes. They're so dumb and so great. But uh, you come on, you gotta. What do you think about my? Uh, I love Mr. Rastafari. Mm -hmm. That's original, right? That's yeah. You ever, yeah. Never heard it. Yeah, and that's right, a right. Todd Monesey original. You right. need to copyright it and. <laughs> It's going to be on my tombstone. Right? What do you call it to make a conservative? A Rastafarite. <laughs> See, my tombstone. Oh, God, I love you. I love you so much. Tell everybody where they can find you on the socials and your comedy shows. Find me at Montekilla, M-O-N-T-I-K-I-L-L-A, at multiple platforms. Also, Todd.Montesey on Facebook, if people still use that. I mean, I don't even use that. Ever. I do. Yeah, you know, yeah. Montekilla Vision. <laughs> Uh, and Monte Television, same thing with the vision at the end. Mm -hmm. And check out PN and Friends. It's my comedic web series. There's a weird crypto group that tried to that stole my brand's name and wow. built off that. But uh, you know, the, yeah. they'll get what they'll get. I'm sure. <laughs> when I say that, there's gonna be a lot of funny content. So oh yeah, look out. Thanks for being here, and thanks, you guys, for listening to another episode of Old School, New School Comedy Podcast brought to you from the actual comic strip here in New York City. I've been Christy Miller. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the show. Deuces. Deuces.